Greetings, Tribalites, and Merry Christmas. Can I get a ho, ho, ho? Ho, ho? Oh. Welcome to episode 18, Christmas Oddities. 18. 18, man. Cheers. Cheers. L'chaim. Cheers and l'chaim. Sit back, pour a glass of eggnog, and get comfy, because here we go. How are you doing this fine Christmas? I am filled with cheer and eggnog. That's a good way to be. Number one, drive through Christmas light displays. So, where we live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you have uh, this new trend, I would say, in the last 10 years has come around. And what you'll have is huge, large spaces like parks or stadiums or things of that nature, ballparks that are set up during the Christmas season with a bunch of drive through displays. And a couple prominent ones here Texas Motor Speedway in far north Fort Worth. I know, um, I don't know what they call the new ballpark in Arlington, but Rangers Ballpark, where the Texas Rangers play, that's another place. Yeah. Um, my wife and I took our three children to one called Radiance, and that was in a small town called Decatur. So shout out to Decatur. Yeah, there's one in Grand Prairie, Prairie Lights. Prairie Lights, okay. Okay, so it's like $30 per car. You get the kids some hot chocolate from QT. That's a gas station around here. And then you pull through there. It takes about half, half an hour, but the kids, they love it. Have, have y'all done that yet? Oh, yeah. We usually do that about once a year. Yeah. So it's... Uh, Definitely great. Top of the things to do, especially nowadays. COVID. Yeah. All that stuff. It's really appropriate this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. All those lines can be treacherous. Yeah. To say, well, probably not up in Decatur where you were. Dude, we just flew right through that thing. Yeah, there's only about 10 people live out there. (laughs) There's 11 now. (laughs) You were close, though. No, uh, no, it wasn't, but I can imagine Grand Prairie or somewhere in the middle of the ballpark. Sometimes you can have up to 50. 60 cars waiting in line. Oh, wow. Dang, but if you got your hot chocolate or your eggnog, you yeah. just ate it. Crying nice kids in the back. Oh, there I mean, it's, it's just a wonderful time. <laughs> a wonderful time. No, that's true. We, we took them to Brahms first. And then, no, no, no. What did we? We got a pizza. And we had everybody p- eat pizza in the car. Oh, And then we stopped at nice. QT, got some hot chocolate. I got a milkshake because it's not cold in Texas. And so got me I'm milkshake. still down for a blizzard. Oh, DQ. yeah. Heck, yeah. No problem with that. No, I love that thing. So cookie dough, extra cookie dough, extra cookie dough. I, I don't even want to be able to use the straw. That's how much cookie dough I want. Yes, I need a spoon. I need a spoon for this sucker. Spoon. That's Absolutely. Yeah, those are fun. Those are fun to do. I gotta say, I'll say one other thing. Texas Motor Speedway. That was really cool. That's huge. It is huge. You go under, you go under the stands, and then you go under the track and into the center. And that's where it ends. But it's just cool to be there. I'm, you know, if you're a NASCAR fan or you're not, you're a racing fan or not, it's cool to be there at that venue. Absolutely. There. It's really Absolutely. Cool. Have you ever been there for a live race? I have not. Oh. I, I live 20 minutes away from it. Wow. Yeah. Well, way back in the day, yeah. I used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Marlboro sent me some free tickets to that thing one really? time. Really? <laughs> yes. Really? Years. Like one Years. of the big races? Yeah, it was the uh, Indy. Indy race, so open wheel race. Okay. Oh, I went with my dad. Yeah. I don't think I told him how I got the tickets. Yeah. Let's go. How does 12 year old score these tickets? And we didn't have a headset. Oh, muffs. earmuffs. Yeah. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> 
So were your, did you lose your hearing for a few hours after? <laughs> oh, we had to buy some there. Oh, I bet we they got were. out there. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be all right. Man, that is so loud. Oh, decibels must have been at least five decibels. At least. <laughs> at least five decibels. <laughs> decimals? <laughs> decimals. Decimals. Scary the one. <laughs> Hectables. That's right. That's Collectibles. Collectibles. Yes. Edibles. Full circle. That's lights. <laughs> That's lights. That's, That's drive-through drive lights. Yep. Two. Oh, okay. Let's see what we got here. Making real sugar plums. So, you ever heard of a sugar plum? I have. Okay. I've heard of a sugar plum. I don't know what a sugar plum is. I don't know. I don't know if there's a fake one. So it's a real sugar plum. Anyway, it was the night before Christmas. Yeah. The children are all nestled and snugged in their beds mm-hmm. while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know about that one, right? I do. But have you ever stopped and thought about this about what a sugar plum actually is? No. I haven't either. Originally, these were caraway seeds or cardamom pods, some kind of spice that was then coated in sugar. That makes everything better. Uh-huh. So in this case, the word plum comes from it's not fruit-related usage, meaning desirable, such as in the term plum job. <laughs> plum job? Plum job. Plum job. I don't know where we're going with all that. I think you dried it out and put sugar on it. So you dry anything out and put sugar on it? No, uh, I've heard of a... Maybe I've had an apricot that's been dried out. Uh-huh. Maybe add some sugar sprinkled on it. Banana chips. Banana chips. Do you sprinkle those with sugar? Good. I guess you could sprinkle anything with sugar. You can fix anything with sugar. That's I right. Think. Just about anything. No, I never really put much thought into what a sugar plum is. I just thought it was like a dessert that they had in 1850. Number three, Elf on a Shelf. Ah, yes. It's a Christmas tradition where a special scout from the North Pole sent to your home to kind of watch over your children and look at, to see <laughs> if they're behaving. I'm not sure if that's actually part of what that is. Yeah, Don't yeah. you just put it somewhere and take pictures of it? That's the main part. The, the thing is, okay, is okay, it's okay. also supposed to persuade your children to have good behavior because it's watching and reporting back to Santa whether they are naughty or they're nice. I've never heard of this. Oh, this is a really big deal. Now, we don't participate because I, I do think it sounds like a communist overlord to me that has a, you know, a secret deep space. Uh, what? Nope, oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. A deep state. Deep uh, space? Deep Space Force. No, a deep state apparatus of a spy organization watching over your children. I don't want to put that in my children's heads that this scout from the North Pole is watching over them. I think we need to turn you down about six notches. Am I a little... Your, I your communist radar is about an eight. We need you down to about a two. I'm just looking this is a Christmas episode. My goodness, it's just us. an elf. They're listening to us right now. All right, we better whisper. This. Yeah. Right. Put your tinfoil hat on. What's that elf doing over there? <laughs> looking at me weird. Not look at me. So, so do y'all do this for the kids? Is that why you're defending it? I, I got about six of them. You have six of these scouts yeah, scaring yeah, your yeah. children into behaving for yeah, one I'll tell you what, they don't act any better in December. It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. They're just always wonderful. No, yeah. Number four. <laughs> Kissing under the mistletoe. Yeah, oh. Controversial at the office. Here we go. Wow. Uh, the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe goes back thousands of years. Oh, wow. Imagine that. And there's just more than one explanation. There's more than one explanation of why they do it. 
One of these or origins reflects on how many cultures look to this herb for its healing properties, but it took a turn for the romantic around the first century AD. Mistletoe can blossom even in the coldest of winters. Huh. And the Celtic, Celtic druids began to look at it as a symbol of vivacity. They start pagan. It's got pagan roots. There you go. They started giving it to humans and even animals to promote fertility. Yep. And uh, then for <laughs> the human sacrifice. Moved right along through here to the Middle Ages, and by the 18th century, it became a part of Christmas. Interesting. So, kissing parts started in England, uh, where men could sneak a kiss from any woman standing under the mistletoe. Wow. So they just went right ahead and just grabbed their kiss, whether. As long as they were standing under. So I guess that's where the whole thing came where you just had it. Uh -huh. It's like, well, you're in missile zone. You know the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal. You know All the right? deal. Wow. That, I mean, so for those of you out there that's single. Do not try this. Yeah, there you go. In our times. No, not in these times. No, no that was back in the 18th century. Yeah. Uh, and It was uh, always a creepy practice, though. Let's just the kissers see. were supposed to take a berry from the mistletoe each uh -huh. time they kissed. Once the berries were gone, they had to stop. We're talking about a lot of kissing here. How many berries come on a toe? I don't know. Even, even besides that, a mistletoe. Yeah, a mistletoe. I don't know how many come on a regular toe. I haven't seen any. No. But mistletoe, three, four, five? I don't know. Do we have any in this room? What? I hope not. I what sure. are you looking to do here? <laughs> Listen, I was going to take it home to my wife. Okay. All right. We don't have to not try nothing fresh no, here. No, not in here. All right. Friend, I'm afraid uh, that's not going to happen. But here's the deal. Actually, that's the deal. That's the deal. <laughs> Gotta love it. I have never used mistletoe as a way to kiss anyone, and I've actually <laughs> never seen anyone actually kiss under mistletoe. Have you ever seen that? I'm sure I've been a part of something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're smelling even when we first together did one had some mistletoe. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember if I've ever done it or ever seen it done either. Makes me want to go get some and put it up at the house. Number five, the awkward or celebrated office Christmas party. So I know this will look a little bit different this year with COVID, but uh, in years past, the annual holiday party, 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 <laughs> what up? The annual holiday party survey in 2017 by the firm Challenger Gray and Christmas. That's very appropriate found that 76% of companies hosted holiday parties. They uh, also released a do and don't list of what you, you know, how you should behave at one of these parties. So, uh, I'll go with the don'ts first, but the first don't is don't over drink. Okay. Yeah, and you don't want to make a butt of yourself at the party. And then right. I've seen that happen. Oh, I have too. Go back on Monday or whatever it is and look at old Jimmy over there. Yeah. Man. Over he there looks like he feels peeing on the Christmas tree. Gosh, that's that guy. Third year in a row. Where have they moved that plant? When is he going to learn? <laughs> and then don't talk business. Oh, absolutely not. You don't yeah. want to do that. You don't want to talk about the Johnson account. No. Yeah, not, <laughs> not at the Christmas party. No. That's for Monday morning. Yeah. You're looking out for Jimmy. Make sure he doesn't vomit. Or the bedroom. What? Huh? And the do's. Do arrive early. Do work the room. And get 
FaceTime with the boss. I think a lot of people are so afraid of being awkward in front of the boss that they just avoid the boss completely. Yeah, you never know what he's going to be like. If you got one of those bosses, you're like, oh, you know, I just got to ruin my vibe here. Get all serious on me. Sure, sure. But most of the time, they just want to... It's probably equally as awkward. I've done a Christmas party as a boss and as an employee. Mm, Mr. White Collar over here, huh? You, you. Look at this guy. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, as a boss, I, I felt like, hey, I, I need to talk to everybody and touch base with everyone so they feel welcome and they feel appreciated. And you all carry mistletoe around with you while you do that? No, I did not. My Good. wife said that is ill-advised. Please leave that here. That was on the don'ts. That was on the don'ts. Please do not bring mistletoe. Got it. And then on the other side, being the employer, like, yeah, I... And you get a chance to meet the boss's spouse, usually. And you kind of connect with them, introduce them to your spouse. There you go. It also, they had another fact. I thought only, I think it's only 39% of companies invite you to bring your spouse. And I think that number should, now that could be part of budget reasons, because you're doubling the amount of people you're paying to feed or sending uh, to it. Right, I think it's a good idea to bring the spouse in. And Pill kinda, on the onion. What's that? Pill on the onion. Pill on the onion, exactly. Find out a little bit. Oh, that's why Johnson's that way. There you go. Yeah. Did you meet his wife? You know? <laughs> or did you meet Sally's husband? Yeah, I met him. Yeah, yeah, he stole my wallet. He stole my wallet? Where is he? <laughs> so you get to find out a little bit more about your your coworkers or your employees. And I think it's a great idea to have them. So I don't know with this year I being... I think it's a good idea to have the coworkers employees too. I mean, as opposed to not having them. Oh, yeah. Did I say the coworkers? Are... Well, you need them, <laughs> right? You do. But I think you should have the spouses there. And I also, I mean, it says that only 76%, 75% of them are doing that. So that means a quarter of all companies aren't having a Christmas party at all. That seems a little lame. Oh. Just do something in the middle of the day. Do it at lunch. Yeah. Do something. I bet that number can go down quite a bit this year, too. Oh, I can't wait for those stats. 5%, 4% companies yeah. doing I think at one of my places, uh, doing a potluck. We got a Christmas potluck. No, thank you. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, for you, Mr. <laughs> Germaphobe over here. Oh, dude. Oh, Where's pot that badge. Very proudly. Yeah, you come in with the hazmat suit. <laughs> yep, you see me at work. I bring my own utensils <laughs> and yeah. my pen protector. Yes. Anybody, anybody need a pen? No. Actually, yours is filled with sanitizer yep, bottles. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> Who needs sanitizer? So, but at this one, it's the uh, yeah the Christmas potluck. So everybody bring in something, but nobody sit in here. You just come and get your stuff, and you go back to your offices. I, a little shout out. I, I work for a company. I'm not actually going to say the name, but uh, don't need any stalkers. But uh, instead of a Christmas party this year, to keep everybody safe, they're actually just buying everyone jackets. Oh, that was a really neat. So they're, with their logo on it and everything. True, and we got to try them on to see what size would fit. Nice. They went above and beyond. So I want one with Thunderbottom on the back. Oh, yeah, like a bowling jacket, maybe. or a bomber bowling. jacket. No, I think maybe like a soccer jersey. Soccer jersey with the number two on the back. Thunderbottom. Thunderbottom. I love Thunderbeezy. Thunderbeezy. Ooh, yeah. Jay Weezy yeah. and Thunderbeezy. All right, well, it's that part of the pod where I go grab some more eggnog. We'll be right back. Are we right back? <laughs> okay. That must mean we're back. The nativity scene. It's a given 
that the nativity scene was supposed to tell the story of baby Jesus. But did you know that it was St. Francis of Assisi <laughs> that created original living nativity around 1224? He did so to help his followers, followers better understand the birth of Jesus. Supposedly, St. Francis requested permission from Pope Honorius third to have a manger with hay and two real animals, an ox and a donkey. He put them in the cave in Grecio, a village in Italy. Grecio! Here we go again! Parmesan! The baby Jeezy in the nativity! A macaroni! <laughs> the villagers came to see what he was doing while St. Francis preached about Jesus and Bethlehem. So the exact details surrounding St. Francis and his actions can't really be confirmed, but it goes without saying his living nativity scene had enormous appeal at that time. Plays were a common form of both entertainment and education, and they were often used in church to help people learn scriptures. Since everything was in Latin and no one could understand, St. Francis' nativity scene became one more play that helped people connect with Christianity and a powerful play at that. There you go. That's cool. Incorporation. Intertwinement. Uh, intertwinement. <laughs> Is that a mix of entanglishment? <laughs> Speaking in tongues over there. <laughs> this is Latin. This is Latin. Oh, okay. pig Latin. Pig Latin. Um, dude, I love a, a nativity scene. I um, actually purchased one for my yard this year. It uh, inflates and deflates as I plug it in or unplug it. The lazy version. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah. But this puppy was uh. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a little ashamed. I spent 700. 120 dollars on it. But uh, that's oh, not bad for a whole nativity scene. Yeah. So it's one big thing. One big thing. The whole thing up. blows up. Yeah, you've got you've okay. got your baby Jesus, of course. You got your angel with the uh, horn. Oh yeah. And then you've got the, the uh, liar Joseph. Liar. A liar. A wise liar. man. Uh, what's that? How many wise men were there? Actually, no wise men in this set. There's mm. just a donkey and. Uh, and a sheep. A sheep? Is that... Yeah, sheep is plural, so I guess a sheep would be... Uh, yeah, it's multiple. Yeah. One sheep. Just one sheep. A sheep. One sheep. <laughs> one sheep. But yeah, dude, the nativity scene says it all. That's it. That's it. Says That's it all. all. you need to know about yeah. Christmas. With uh, just blow it up, go. Yeah. But yeah, it goes way back. So... Yeah, Francis assists. Like car seats. Like car seats. Like car seats. Yeah, Way back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. man, those dad jokes. Oh, <laughs> bring them, bring them, bring them real. One quick question Do you think uh, Francis of Assisi got made fun of in middle school? <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> name like that, <laughs> he'd have to, oh, man. but then he became like, uh, you know, big, a big cheese, big enchilada. Well, in the yeah, church. he had the whole nativity, yeah. Like, hey, I got this idea, yeah. I bet he's no gonna, I'm no longer gonna be called a sissy, yeah. Hey, you're going in the dungeon. Now they call Francis. St. Francis. St. Francis. Number seven. Eggnog. I, people, I see, it seems like in my experience that people either love eggnog, they hate it, or they never had it. That's that's the three things. Never had it. Three, you still have not had eggnog? Haven't had it. You got some around here? Yes, we're going to go, we're going to get some tonight. We're gonna go get some. We're gonna go get some. But okay. 
I wanted to talk about, I can tell you what's in eggnog, it's eggs and some dairy product, but what I wanted to tell you about is President George Washington's recipe and what it actually had in it. So it called for a, a variety of alcoholic beverages, along with the dairy and egg ingredients. It had one quart of cream, one quart of milk, one dozen tablespoons of sugar, yeah, one pint of brandy, half a pint of rye whiskey, half a pint of Jamaican rum, and a quarter pint of sherry. Uh, so my question for you is, would you be yeah. open to using G-Dub's uh, recipe for your eggnog experience? Man, you know, it sounds yeah. kind of like uh, we've got some here in Texas called a Texas Long Island iced tea. Basically yeah. just throw everything in it, add yeah. a little sweet and sauter, saucer, <laughs> sour, a little sweet and sour. Oh, thank you. <laughs> With a splash of Coke. Put it all in there. There you go. Yeah, it is kind of like a big suicide mix, huh? Oh, yeah, it's a terrible drink. But, um... This, this sounds... This sounds all right. Yeah, that's interesting. I might have, like, a uh, an ounce of that. Yeah, you have to go light on that. <laughs> yeah. Go light a on little. that. A little. That's a lot of Christmas cheer. Yeah, what, he's, what did he say? Uh, yeah. Tablespoon, tablespoon of this, tablespoon of that. Pint of <laughs> rum. Pint of whiskey. Yeah, man, it's a strong, it's a strong drink for old G Dubs, but he had wooden teeth, so imagine it might have been some sort of elixir pain reliever for him. For his wooden teeth? For his, well, the gums have the wooden teeth. I imagine he couldn't deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about that, think it through. Maybe he didn't have any tooth pain at all since they were all wooden. Oh, could splinter his teeth. That's true. It's a sharpened and filed in that. Is that what they used to use? Is wooden teeth? That may have just been folklore. <laughs> may have used the ivory. Let's double check on that. We will. We'll get our fact checkers right on that. Fact checkers, if you know if that's true that his teeth were made out of wood, go ahead and send us an email to trivial10pod at gmail.com. Yeah, we checked, boss. That's true. It's all facts. Thanks, fact checker Billy. All right. Now get out of the studio and grab me some more eggnog. <laughs> there you go. Wooden teeth. Okay, number eight. Many of us used to do this as uh, children, leaving Santa milk and cookies. The tradition has a couple explanations. The oldest story goes back to ancient Norse mythology. Wow. The god Odin had an eight-legged horse named Slepner. During the holiday... It's S E L S L E I P N E R. Not the spelling is weird, but I know. I was just thinking. Yeah. Well, it's like Sleipner, Sleipner, Sleipnir. Sleipnir. He had an eight-legged horse named Sleipnir. Yeah, they called him just Sleepy. During the holiday season, kids would leave food out for Sleipnir, <laughs> hopping Odin, hoping Odin <laughs> would stop by their homes and leave gifts. To this day, this tradition exists in places like Denmark and the Netherlands, where the story goes that it's horses that pull the sleigh, not reindeer. Oh, Denmark's, yeah, Denmark's <laughs> flipping it up. Uh, they leave carrots for the horses, who are undoubtedly exhausted. The tradition carried out throughout the years, with yet another theory saying that the families could actually put the tasty snacks and stockings and hang them by the chimney as a welcoming gift for jolly old St. Nick. But as we know them today, stockings are gifts for the kiddies. Kiddos. Kiddies. Hmm. The tradition of leaving milk and cookies 
instead of carrots for reindeer really skyrocketed as American tradition in the 1930s. Amidst the Great Depression, parents wanted to teach their children, even during such trying times, the importance of giving back and being thankful. So they set out milk and cookies to show their gratitude. Isn't that good? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, I have never, never, uh, milk and cookies out for Santa. Or carrots for, uh, stingy son of a gun. No, no, it wasn't that. I just knew from a very young age that Santa wasn't real. And better give some gratitude to mom and dad because they're the ones that come out there and work for the presents. Right. And I we do that too. Yeah. I gotta give this old guy credit for all my hard work giving presents. This cat oh, thank you. But I tell him I say we can pretend. There say, Dad go. is Santa real? No. But we can pretend he is. Yeah. Alright, I guess so. Do yeah. the same thing with the uh tooth fairy. We do too. Yeah. Give a dollar for a tooth. Replace it with a wooden one. None. <laughs> That's right. Like old G-dubs. <laughs> Number nine. The White Elephant Gift Exchange. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah. Also called Yankee Swap or... <laughs> Yankee Swap. Dirty Santa. Ooh. Um, I believe there's a uh, Office episode that has... Uh, that depicts a game like this, a white elephant exchange. I can't believe, I can't remember oh, what yeah. they, they call it. Dirty Santa, I think. But um, it's uh, or Yankee Swap. I can't remember which one they call it. But anyways, it's if you don't know what it is, it's a party game for uh, Christmas parties, and amusing or practical gifts are exchanged during the party. The goal is to entertain party goers rather than to gain an actual valuable gift that you actually wanted. But so you trade up. You can trade up. There's a lot of rules on like how many times you can trade up. An item can only be traded up three times. Uh, if something's been stolen from you, you can go back and steal it. Ooh, some of them. But I have to tell you a story about... A little Indian giving going on? Go ahead. There can be. I wasn't going to say it. I was going to let you say it. Thunder no. Bottom. I always wait for you, your commentary on with the offensive American Indian. I went to one of these white elephant exchanges one year, and I brought, you know gift from whatever it was like a vibrating um, oh a massage pillow yep yeah that you could give out or a shake weight or something like that some a gag gift to make everybody laugh but this guy he works for uh, the Texas Rangers was there and he brings a signed you Darvish ball to the white elephant exchange yes yeah and so you've got everybody's fighting over this. Thing, yeah, huh? yeah. So you've got the uh, the vibrating neck pillow, and then you've got the shake weight, and then you've got the fifteen dollar gift card to Starbucks. Right, the cheese and cracker little, you know, yes. little bundle that you might have with the dried sausage and all that stuff. Which delicious. I take that over anything, but mm. some cured meats, brother. And uh, no, so I end up with the U Darvish ball. I have it to this day. Wow. Displayed, yeah. Really? Yeah. You got it. Guy completely. What did you have point. to go through to get that? You have to trade up, steal, rob, punch. I killed mistletoe. Man. Use mistletoe for that. I used mistletoe, then I used a knife, and I killed a man. Wow. I probably tur- shouldn't be recording this. Put on the tourniquet, huh? Yeah. Put on the old tourniquet and the mistletoe. No, wow. I remember locking it in. I think it was stolen from me, and then I got it back and locked it. That locked it in. But I was like, Are you kidding? Am I walking away? I thought I was gonna get. $15 gift card to you, Starbucks. Best. That's on best sale best. right now. On yeah. sale right now. 500 bucks. Who wants it? Yeah. Who, go ahead and email us. Trivial no, I mean, <laughs> whenever you were there. Oh. Posted up for sale right then. Dude. No, you want to keep that. I, I did. I did want to keep it, and I didn't want to offend the um, the guy that brought it. 
Get it, it and right then just under, sell it. Right underneath his nose. Hey, uh, you work for the Rangers. You want to buy this back? Yeah. I got a good deal on it. Yeah, yeah. I think he got a twofer, though. Because he worked on staff there on the field, like the ground the ground crew. So, interesting job. Nice. Yeah, it is, man. And you I've ever worked, been to one of those? I've worked at the Rangers. So oh, I know. That's I right. See, so, I see what those guys do. Yeah. I mean, they've got a sweet little setup down there. So, they go out there. You know they only work. I mean, they work throughout the week. Yeah. And there are people there throughout the week, and they work hard to keep that grass. That's the beautiful. finest grass in the country. Uh-huh. You know, on those baseball fields. Yeah. You can go to sleep out there. There's not one ant to be found out there. God bless those thoughts there. I mean, I've laid out there. It's Have just, you? Oh, yeah. It's cozy and soft. But, uh, but yeah, so they you know they go out there, and they'll, they'll clean up the dirt a little bit, and they go back in. And they got a pool table up in their glow-and-light park that they used to do. Not the new one, I only been in there a few times. Probably air hockey now. But yeah, it's probably. Right. So the old one, they just go in there and they play pool, hang out. Wow. And they go back out there and do their thing. That is so. a sweet gig. Not a bad thing. No. Not a bad have, thing. Have you ever done a white elephant exchange yourself? I have. What's I the have best been thing? a part. You've been a part. What's the best thing you come away with? I don't even remember. Nothing memorable, Maybe huh? a switchblade. Switchblade. Sorry. <laughs> switchblade. Is this the mafia party <laughs> that you were? You... Where's this? Switchblade and the brass knuckles, uh, but uh, can't say they won't come in handy. <laughs> it's true. Yep, very, yep. Pract- very practical. I got one more thing I wanted to tell you. Okay, do tell. I went to one at a church one year, and uh, this couple they strategized how to get their present that they brought back <laughs> back home with them. Okay. It's hilarious, man. So a strategic, yeah. intricate Indian given operation. Absolutely. Yeah, like this it. is well thought out. Oh, this so is they right had, up my alley. They right. had me take it. Uh-huh. They let, let, you know, because I was at number one. So they were like, okay, some sucker's going to get this number one. Then she swoops in and takes it from me. And then he swoops in and takes it from her. Locked it. Locked it in. Everybody had to see that coming, though. Well, not coming, but see that it happened. Like, Oh, yeah, they got What just happened here? They got called on it. <laughs> just just yeah. went down here. Yeah. Now, there weren't, there, there wasn't everybody that wanted it. There were some uh, of the older demographic there. Yeah. Uh, an elder generation. So it wasn't a super hot item for them. They were more looking at the sewing kits. But, yeah. yeah. You go to you go to these things, and I've been a part of several, many of them. And, you know, they set everything out so everybody knows what they're looking for. And usually there's that one where it's like, oh, man. Everybody wants that one. Yeah, yeah. There's always Go a favorite. Around. Like a you Darvish. Feelings one. can be hurt. Yeah. Like, man, People I, get. I brought this, you know, cinnamon brown sugar candle, snickerdoodle. I thought everybody's gonna. Not me. I'm just saying. If somebody brought a candle, yeah, and they're no, like, what you're talking about. They're like, oh man, I thought everybody's gonna want it, like it, enjoy it, and. People are just passing around like it's a you know hot potato. Yeah. I don't want this. Who wants to complaining about it? God, who would bring a candle to this thing? <laughs> I know it gets me. <laughs> Do you remember in the office episode where I think it was supposed to? It was started out as personal, like uh, Secret Santa, and then they transitioned to a white elephant gift. And I think it was <laughs> Phyllis made an oven mitt or something for Michael. And he was like, ah, this is stupid. This is the worst. Oh, yeah. And he just hates it. And she just, she breaks down. Start because crying. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was a special thing that was made just for him. Yeah, see, I'll be aware out there. Whenever, you know, you see that terrible gift that you don't want, just do your best to get rid of it. Yeah. And if you do get it, just throw in the trash on your way out. Be, That's it. <laughs> be cordial or wait till you get home. Number 10. 
Leaving naughty kids cold. Hopefully this doesn't actually happen to children, even the naughty ones. But Santa leaving bad kids lumps of coal is an old tradition. Older than Santa Claus himself. The exact origins aren't well known, but the general story seems to be that Santa would come into people's homes and leave presents either in stockings or in shoes left by the fireplace. If Santa happened to run into a kid who didn't deserve a present, he likely reached into the fireplace and grabbed a lump of coal. (laughs) Hopefully it didn't start fire. Right. Which was the common method of burning in the 19th and 20th centuries. It wasn't just coal either. He would also leave twigs, bags of salt, garlic, onions. (laughs) Oh, man. My favorite is a bag of salt. (laughs) Jeez. Bag of salt. A waste of such an amazing resource. You throw that in the kid's stocking or a hot coal. That's uh, it burns a hole through the stocking. Yeah, you wake up, you got your stocking, and everybody else got stuff, and I got a lump of coal again. Yeah, I was put it with the others, right? Be able to start a fire someday, right? Maybe. <laughs> All right, it's time for Quizzle Disney Multiple Choice Christmas Edition. All right. Are you ready, brother? Ready. Number one. Which room in the White House displays the Christmas tree? Is it A, the red room, B, the green room, C, the blue room, or D, the yellow room? Oh, red room. Red room. Very good at getting things wrong. What? Oh, it's... Red room, red room, red room. (laughs) No, no, yeah. That would not be a good thing. I thought the green against the red background. Oh, that's really Why smart. would you put it on a blue one? Or it, put the green with green? Tell me the answer. Please. Yeah, no, you're right. Those are really valid questions. It's in the blue room. And it usually stands. Bonus, how high do you think that tree is? Oh, God. 18 to 20 feet tall. No way. Yeah, and they actually have to remove a chandelier to put the tree in the blue room. Nice. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. All right, so you're zero for... It's just uh, a hair off the my lips. Yep. Yep. Six feet. Sixteen. Sixteen. It's in the attic. I got a real. I got a real tree this year. Oh man. How excited! I put. I put up the. I put up the other one. Got it all up. Everything. Plugged it in. Just like old Clark Griswold. Plugged it in. None of the lights came on that thing. I said, "What in the world happened from last year? Everything worked last year. Didn't work. Fiddled around with it. Forget it. Yeah. Doing the dad thing. So kids, let's go." Get in the car. Got the station wagon. Get, <laughs> went to We're going to get a tree. Yeah. We went and got a real tree. Only went to Home Depot. Oh, but uh, yeah, they sell Lowe's. We used to get them at Lowe's every year. Yeah, so we got one. Got the thing. Put some water in it. Sugar water? Are you one of those sugar waters? No, we're out? using. You know, we're just using regular water. I, I, the guy told me aspirin syrup water. lies within the borders of this nation. A. Russia. B. Canada. C. Denmark via Greenland. Or D. None of the above. D. D. None of the above is correct. Currently, under international law, no country owns the North Pole or the region of the Arctic Ocean surrounding it. So apparently, I did a little more extra reading on this. Is you don't own anything outside 200 miles of your your coast by international law. All right, number three. How many? And we touched on this earlier. 
How many reindeer leave Santa's sleigh? Is it A, 9, B, 10, C, 7, or D, 8? 9. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, zing, zing, zing. Two out of three, brother. Uh, nine reindeer. Um, bonus, can you name them? <laughs> Absolutely not. Donner, them. Blitzen, Cracker, Stinson, Slippery, Dopey, Slappy, Happy, <laughs> Grumpy, Cranky, Homer, Poopy. <laughs> All right. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, and the ninth one are everyone's favorite, Rudolph. Is it your favorite? Uh, no. I, I kind of like Blitzen. Blitzen? Yeah. What's the the one that's in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, and he's kind of like laughs at him and kicks him? And I think that's Blitzen. Uh, maybe. It's kind of got it an Sounds attitude. like a Blitzen. Yeah. And in it, the Rudolph Claymation episode, uh, Comet is like the coach. All right, all right, everybody. Circle around. <laughs> you We're going to learn how to fly today. And I don't want to be your pal. I want to be your buddy. Oh, that's so good. That's going comedy. back to 20s. Yeah. Look here. See, this is how it's going to be. All right, everybody get in line. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Rudolph, get up there in front. You know your position. Come on now. That's right. I, I like it. Comet. I love comedy. I, I like know. the 20s. I like the 20s oh, gangster yeah. talk. Oh, gangster. that's good. Oh, yes. yeah. So, lights. that's all we got this week. And we sincerely wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Don't forget to subscribe so you receive a notification when a new episode drops. Share to spread the Christmas joy. And review because it's the right thing to do. Well, if you're going to give us a five-star review. Thank you for listening to the pod this year. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed creating it. Absolutely. It's been an amazing year uh, despite all the circumstances. Uh, I hope that 2021 is better uh, as far as this coronavirus thing is and we're going to take some time off to be with our families, but we look forward to dropping our first episode in 2021 in early January, so keep an eye out for that. Until then, God bless you and your families. Until then, stay curious. Yes, and weird.